on the sixth day of creation, God created man. Up until that point, everything that he made, whether it was the heavenly bodies, whether it was the birds or the beasts or the fish, it was good. But on the sixth day, he made man. And he said, it is very good. Shortly thereafter, man sinned. And at that point, there was a wedge driven between God and man. And that wedge is, for all intents and purposes, is just man's pride. If you eat of this fruit, you will know as God knows. When I look at the sins that man creates, I realize that they're all based on man's pride. Every single one of them. We hear of addictions. And when I hear addictions, I think idolatry, and it is only based on man's pride. And I think about what we're doing and where we are and the whole globe shuts down on this infant. And (laughs) how much pride does a newborn infant have? Born in a manger in Bethlehem. Really? Probably wasn't like what you picture it. What I picture it. I've seen mangers in Israel. And they are basically made out of stone. And they're carved out of the limestone. And then you just throw the grass into it. And the animals eat out of it. So it would be a a stone box with hay in it. And that's where they would have kept the baby. Which is probably as good a place as any. Because most of the quote-unquote mangers are not made of wood. Wood was a scarce commodity in the land of Israel. Still is. It would have been stone, a cave cut into the rock where the mother and the father could go. And it's interesting because if you look at the gospel record, who was the first ones to know of the child? The shepherds. And they were considered the scum of the earth. There's nothing to them. Those are the people who ain't smart enough to be a carpenter. Those are the people who ain't smart enough to be politicians. Those are the people who ain't smart enough to elevate themselves in society. And yet those are the ones that the angels said, the king of kings and the Lord of lords is here. So God literally at the birth of his son, what you and I know, the incarnation, God taking on the veil of humanity does it in the most humble, humble of ways. I was thinking about 
Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem. Magi, we call them wise men. If you will note, we only have two. We have put the third in prison. The Magi. If you go to the book of Daniel in the Old Testament, you will see the birth of the Magi who showed up for Jesus' birth. Daniel's taken out of Israel under the Babylonian captivity, and he teaches the wise of the wise in Iraq. Babylon. He teaches them what will happen. And these men have been searching the stars. Astrologers. Astrologers. And he teaches them, this is what Messiah will be. You and I call him Messiah. Some of us will call him Christ. They're the same words. You know, and I've heard it. Well, it's God's anointed. It's God's. Yes, yes. And and I heard a guy one time get into a big dissertation over Messiah and or Christ. Same word. Messiah is in the Hebrew. Christ is in the Greek. And it means to be smeared. And he went into this big dissertation over being smeared. And I was like, well, there you go. But you know what I look at it as? It's God's personal possession. God's personal possession. This is mine. This is mine. And it says, Magi from the east. East, where would that be? Babylon. Babylon. And history tells us that when a Magi traveled, they were considered royalty to all nations. And they were also um, to be a little bit on the feared side because they would ride with this huge Arabian horses cavalry of anywhere between 500 and 2,000. So when they were coming, it was sort of like, hello. I mean, and everybody knew. And they were known to be kingmakers. It was like if you've got the wise men of the East to accept you, then you would be royalty. Look what it says. Where is he? They ride into Jerusalem. Where is he born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the East and we have come to worship him. They ride up to Herod, who's been put in place by the Romans. Now, history tells me that Herod had sent the Jerusalem garrison into Galilee to put down an uprising. And to have, all of a sudden, magi show up with their cavalry? Great. (laughs) This isn't looking well. I don't have even an army to act like I want to stop this. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. (laughs) I love that. What an understatement. 
You know, if there was three, then there's only 6,000 cavalry troops standing in your front yard and your whole army is gone. Herod was one of those guys. That if you look at it, he says, and all of Jerusalem with him. Herod was a wonderful dictator. He shared with everybody. Gathering together all the chief priests and the scribes, he wanted the religious elite of Jerusalem, of the people. He inquired of them where Messiah was to be born. This is what you call somebody who's really on top of it. They said to him, I find this fascinating. Don't you find this fascinating? Just over the hill from Jerusalem proper. Don't you find that fascinating? The religious experts said Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. How's come pagan astrologers from Babylon know and those who were the keepers of God's word didn't. I find that fascinating. For this is what was written by the prophet. They quote Micah. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. You know what he just did? He said, not only will I condemn man's pride, I will show you that my son will be raised by a man and a woman. He will be born in a manger. He'll be born in a barn. Not only that, I will have him born in the least of the 12 tribes of Israel. I will take him down, down, down in absolute humility to show the arrogance of humanity. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. He wanted to know what was going on. Why? Herod believed he was king. I'm king. I've been appointed. I'm the grand poobah. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, Report to me so that I too may come and worship. Oh, that drips, doesn't it? After hearing the king, they went their way and the star which they had seen in the east went before them until it came and stood over the place where the Christ was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And after coming to the house, this had been a few days after the birth of Jesus, he had been moved to a house. After coming to the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, 
they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It's fascinating because everybody in the Middle East understood that when the Magi moved, they were moving to royalty. Even Herod understood it. These guys showed up on his doorstep saying, where's the king of the Jews? And of course, Herod would have said, that's me. And they said, no, we follow the star out of the east and he would be born. They were warned by God in verse 12. Don't return to Herod and the Magi left for their own country by another way. It is amazing to me when I read this that God is taking the lowliest path to present the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I've had discussions before and people try to explain to me Uh, Well, it was this or it was that. And I said, we do have one problem, whether you have faith or not. You took a man, whether you believe lived or not, who was never educated. The farthest he would have ever traveled would have been to Egypt. But other than that, 50 miles given any direction is all he ever traveled. When he went to Egypt, it was mom and dad who took him there. You know, the family vacation. And you take him and you put him in a place that is completely obscure to humanity. And yet, he's only had impact on the entire planet Earth. So whether you have faith in who he is or who he isn't, what do you do with that? What do you do with that? I mean, I tell you what, next year, don't celebrate Christmas. Try that. Don't celebrate Easter. Try it. See what you get. Tell your children, we will not pray because it's not real. Try it. Really? And yet, he was a carpenter. Probably built door frames and window frames for clay houses. Shutters and doors. That's probably what the carpentry's skills were. That's what they were needed for. He might have made bowls and utensils. And yet he only spoke existence into being. That's fascinating to me. Because I listen to people. No, oh, it couldn't be. You're right. I agree emphatically. You're not going to take an educated man, an uneducated man, and all of a sudden he's just going to turn the world upside down. I doubt that very much. 
Well, what about Gandhi? Educated. Politician. Well, what about educated politician? You know, I read read through this, and there's a song that is very dear to me, and um, it's called "Mary, Did You Know?" And I think about Mary, and you, you can read the Magnificat, and how you know. God says, you shall give birth to my child and, and all the rest of it. And you sit there and you go, all right, <laughs> you know, let me argue with an angel. Didn't some Assyrians try that once? And I think 185,000 of them were killed. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? You suppose you got the details? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Mary, did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. I have watched the power of a child over a mother. It's really amazing, actually. What would you have done if you've only given birth to the Son of God? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to the blind? Mary, did you know your baby boy would calm the storm with his hand? Now, we all think our childs are perfect, right? How's your child doing with this? Did you know your baby boy would walk where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God? The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again, the lame will leap, the dumb will speak, and they will praise the Lamb. Mary, did you know your baby boy is the Lord of all of creation? Did you know that your baby boy would rule all of the nations? We think about the cuddly little child. Let me give you some insights. I want you to think about that little boy that God brought and said, I will put this child in absolute humility. The first people who will know will be the shepherds. The dregs of society. They will be the ones I will inform. He will be born in this lowly town of Bethlehem, in a manger, in a barn. And yet, magi, those who are the kingmakers, they will come and worship. Let me give you another view. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. 
And he who sat on it was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and wages war. His eyes are flame of fire, and his head are many diadems. And he has a name written on them which no one knows except himself. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, are following him on white horses. And from his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it he may strike the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. And he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty. And his robe and on his thigh has a name written, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. It's a strange picture, isn't it? A little baby wrapped, people bowing down before it. And yet, when that picture shows up, bowing down is non-optional. It's all done. But that's it. You need to understand that, people. We celebrate this baby. It's in the past. The religious experts knew the child was going to be born in Bethlehem. And those who studied the stars were pagans. Were given insight into the birth of Messiah, i.e. God incarnate. And we all sit and ponder it. Let me tell you something. What I just read to you out of Revelations 19... You won't have to ponder it anymore when you see that. This king, Revelations 21, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there's no longer any sea. I saw the holy city. New Jerusalem, coming down out of the heavens of, from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice on the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them. They shall be his people. God himself will be among them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And behold, he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write, for these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of water of life without cost. 
He who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But for the cowardly and unbelieving, abominable and murderers, immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Interesting, don't you think? All because of that baby. All because of that baby. It's a fascinating thought when I think about this child because I have heard it in the past. People will say, well, you get saved and he is your savior. And you cruise along through your little life. You have a good time. And then at some point, something happens and he becomes your king. I hate to break the news to you, what I've just given you tonight. He's already king. And it's only by his good grace and mercy that he even gives you your next breath. Gosh, that don't sound real Christmassy. People, let me tell you something. That is Christmas. That is Christmas. I heard the words of a song and I wrote them in my Bible years ago. And I'll close with these words. You'll be given the robes of princes. You'll be flying on golden wings. You'll, you will live in pavilions of splendor and be surrounded by beautiful things. So hold on to these promises and keep them in your hand. Didn't anyone ever tell you this is your land? Why? Those who believe are children of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And He owns it all. Didn't anyone ever tell you this is your land? Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for the amazing things you have done. You are king. Father, in this room, there may be those who rebel against it. You're still king. And Father, I pray that they do not find out Revelations 19, that truth. I pray that even this day as the Magi bowed before you. Father, we would bow before you. Father, as the Magi worshipped, that, Father, we would worship. Thank you for this evening, my Lord. Thank you for these precious people. And thank you, Father, for a, a time, the whole of planet Earth, whether it's through the secularism and what Christmas presents will I get, it is still you, Lord, who set this before us.
Help us rest in that. To your glory and praise. Amen.